If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. I want to start this week's episode by saying thank you for making my podcast part of your routine. There are thousands of podcasts out there that you could listen to. So the fact that you choose one that has me as your coach and mentor is an honor for me. So as an invitation today, I wanted to uh, extend the possibility for you to jump on a call with somebody on my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. Because if you like my philosophies and you're ready to join a group of people who are growing and taking action toward financial freedom and fulfillment, then it means that you don't have to do it alone. And it's such a drag doing it alone. It's so much harder doing it alone. It's like swimming upstream. So will you take the next step? Can I entice you to say yes and figure it out later by jumping on a call and finding out what's missing and what is a better strategy and tactic? So go ahead rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, and let's help you fast track towards success. I have a really interesting guest this time around. He is full of gratitude. You'll notice he uses the word appreciate a lot. He comes from a background of having met the love of his life uh, in elementary school. He has four kids and he is a connector. He is a guy who totally has a great resonance and appreciation for life. He's going to drop a gratitude practice that is so simplistic that I think everybody's going to incorporate this. And I'm going to invite you to incorporate that into your practice going forward. And there's a sense of aliveness and appreciation for life that I think is useful for all of us because sometimes we get caught in our problems thinking and wishing things would be different. But my guest, uh, Trey Roth, is really good at helping people see that you can change perspective even when things aren't going the way you want. And he's got a great analogy, a favorite movie that he references. And at the same time, he really is going to identify the fact that we all have an impact and a purpose on this planet and that we need to be reminded sometimes that uh, there's huge meaning in each one of our um, actions and those people that we affect and impact along the way. So let's get to the podcast with my great friend, Trey Roth. Welcome to this edition of the I Am Movement podcast, Trey. How are you? I'm fired up, man. How are you? I'm the same. I feel very, very blessed and excited and jazzed and fired up just about life and, and really excited to talk to you because you bring something very unique is from a very, very young age, you fixated on one person and you've been with that beautiful soul basically your entire life, yes? That's true, absolutely. It was actually the summer between third and fourth grade. Uh, my family had moved to a new town and I'm on this playground and I see this girl. And it's the proverbial, you know, the clouds parted and the sun shone through right on her, you know? And I just thought, oh my goodness, what am I experiencing? She's beautiful inside and out. Um, and so I fell in love. She did not. Uh, you know, I was this 
I mean, I, I was uh, more than a tubby kid. I was overweight. I had bad skin. My teeth were terrible. So I would actually, uh, in third, fourth grade, I would actually try to be in a bad mood so I wouldn't be tempted to smile because kids made fun of me. They called me vampire kid because my teeth stuck out in a certain way and had these bangs. And so, I mean, I had rock. I had layers of insecurity. I, I didn't talk, uh, but I just had this huge crush on this girl. Fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Finally, in eighth grade, I decide to do something about it. And I start running in the middle of the night, midnight to 2 a.m. Uh, down my subdivision. I didn't want people to see me. You know, and, and I remember this one uh, stop sign down the way uh, at night, uh, there was a light post over the stop sign and there was a trash bag uh, at that stop sign, or so I thought, that trash bag gets up and starts chasing me as this big Rottweiler. And so, you know, but still I stick to it. I, I, I run all year, I lose the weight, I get braces. Now when I get my braces, the orthodontist skips the tooth that's sticking straight out. Like the most gnarly tooth that's like rogue. It's, it's why I, I just don't want to smile. I remember Dr. Barrett Hunter, you know, he skips that tooth altogether. So the night, this is kind of like inception, kind of a story within a story. But uh, the night I get my braces, I actually break the wire where it's connected in the top right. And I wrap the, the wire in front of that tooth. I take a wooden clothespin. I wrap a rubber band around that clothespin. And <clears throat> my brother's asleep, my twin, uh, you know, on the bottom bunk. I'm on the top bunk. And I clamp that tooth uh, and I wake up, Rock, every morning uh, for 30 mornings in writhing pain because this tooth is, you know, will have been clamped for so long. Now, every, every night in the middle of the night at some point that the thing fell off, but that month the, the tooth came all the way in. So I go into my orthodontist appointment. He's looking at his notes. He's looking at my mold. He's looking at my teeth. What happened? You know, and I'm this like shy kid like. I didn't want to say anything, you know, I just said, oh, it, it broke. He said, whatever. So he puts a, a bracket on it and then my teeth are straight for the first time. So now I've grown a foot taller in eighth grade. I've lost the weight. I've, uh, my teeth are now, you know, semi-straight to where I can actually smile at people. I read How to Win Friends and Influence People, which has a whole chapter on smiling, which was a part of the transformation. So I'm 14 years old at the beginning of ninth grade, and I finally, from fourth grade to, to ninth grade, I finally build up the courage to ask her out. And she says yes. And then we date for seven and a half years to the day of our wedding, and now we've celebrated 12 years of marriage, and we have the four kids we talked about at the beginning of high school. So the point of the story is, Rock, the seemingly impossible does become reality. In some cases, if you are willing to literally work your butt off, the seemingly impossible goes from impossible to probable to reality. So the, the point is dream big and go for your dreams. And then the seemingly impossible does become reality. And then it, it, my entire life has changed. I mean, I'm in my mid-30s now, and I wake up to the same girl that I met that summer between third and fourth grade. I remember in seventh grade, before the transformation, Rock, 
I just said a prayer and said, God, if you give me Ashley, I'll do everything I possibly can to give her the best life possible. Now, have I made every decision, you know, uh, uh, have I made a great decision uh, every uh, opportunity I've had to make a decision to, to make good on that? No, but I'm committed to making an increasingly better decision and be an increasingly better husband and father and, and make good on that, that promise. So you uh, have some leverage, you have some leverage on yourself from God every Absolutely. time you think about doing the right thing because you've been rewarded of not giving up and being rewarded by this lovely lady. I have a question for you. Where are your parents in all of this? You're overweight. You got crappy teeth. Um, what, what's your parents' position on this? Did they not have money? Were they not conscious to talk to you about that? Were they overweight? Give me the, the background on your parents. I appreciate you asking about that. Um, Rock, a, a strength overutilized can become a weakness. Um, and so my mother is a fantastic cook. And her love language is to cook and feed uh, while growing up. It was me and my twin brother and our, our three sisters. And, uh, and, you know, so we had wonderful meals and health really wasn't even on the radar. Um, but we had these wonderful home-cooked meals. And I'm so very grateful for all the hard work uh, my mom put into, you know, to, to that alone. Um, but a, a byproduct of that is... Um, yeah, I, I ate too much. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> so for me, it's, you know, my parents, I'm so very grateful. Um, at the same time, I do see an opportunity to be um, a generation shifter in regards to health. So everybody has their steeper mountain to climb. Health is one of those for us. Um, and so, you know, that's where we're seeing as much progress as we can possibly make um, in, in regards to health. And, and I'm excited. I'm excited to make progress. You know, Tony Robbins says uh, progress equals happiness. And so when we make progress yeah. with our health, um, it's something that is uh, a deeper experience for us because we see it at, you know, all, all four of our kids are incredibly healthy. And, and for the you know, future, we see having given them a fantastic foundation um, such that, they will live a very healthy life and, and continue that trend on to the future generations. Yeah, beautiful. So this is the I Am Movement podcast. We talk a lot about identity, a force that we want to remain consistent with how we see ourselves and how others see us. So how, are, are you a spiritual man? Are you a religious man? 100%. Um, now, I know that we're products, uh, we're products of our environment. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm from the South, so I'm very grateful for my, for my you know, conservative upbringing. Um, however, I'm very respectful of, of everybody's uh, backgrounds. Um, so, so my message is own your faith. Uh, it's so incredibly valuable to own your faith. Now, faith requires, um, actually, you know what, let me think about what, what does Webster say? I think if you asked Siri what the definition of faith is, if I can remember correctly, I think it's um, uh, complete confidence in someone or something. I shared that with a friend of mine and he said, yeah, well, that's, that's a good definition, but it's actually incomplete because it requires uncertainty. It requires, you know, faith does require the fact that we don't know. So like if I could prove, hey, uh, here's why I believe what I believe, uh, then it, it, you know, there's no room for faith. 
if it's something that I can totally prove black and white right here, right now. Um, so, so therefore choice goes out the window. So if I were to say, Hey, I believe, which I do, you know, that you are loved by a creator. If I were able to show that to you right here, right now and prove it to you, then it becomes a faith would not be required. Absolutely. There's literally no, no room for it. Um, and so then it becomes a dictatorship. It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. it's what I call God's way or my way. And that's it. Uh, and choice goes out the window. So I'm grateful for the fact that, you know, we have the opportunity to choose and that we have the opportunity to grow in faith. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I'd answer that question. So the question for you, I don't know if you've ever been asked this before, but you met your lady at a very young age. And as a man, have you ever thought like, how did I know she was the one? Or what if there was somebody else? Or I, I've only been with one woman. What is that like? I know that's a little controversial question, but I think that, you know, people think about uh, those types of things. Tell us a little bit about how you were able to accept, you know, this knowingness or the faith that you would have this fully complete life with this girl. I appreciate you asking. Um, That's a great question. No, I've never been asked that. Uh, Looking back, the transformation that I went through, you know, this is the I am movement podcast. So it's all about identity and I, I totally believe that, um, man, it's so incredibly powerful when you say I am whatever. That is so incredibly powerful, even if it's like something that you are intentionally baking into your identity because you, you want to level up in your identity because you want to level up in your life. And so when I look back on that transformation, I went from some, somebody that... <laughs> nobody paid attention to people made fun of i wasn't you know i I was quiet i was uh i mean there was nothing really attractive about me inside or out in a way and and so therefore i didn't attract you know um and then i went from that to somebody that uh people were you know people were paying me attention that had never paid me attention before um and so with ashley specifically I knew that it was divine. I knew that it was a gift. I've always had that knowing and I'm so very grateful. Um, and I'm, I'm on a, a journey rock of being a better husband for her um, and making increasingly better decisions and, uh, and, you know, serving her and loving her because because it's just, it's just a gift. And so what I've learned is, you know, she and I are very different people. I, I think it's interesting how life works and how relationships work where our differences can drive us crazy on the surface if we allow them to but they're the, those very differences are what makes us so strong the life that we've built together is far better than the life that we would have built apart based on our differences i cannot do what she does she can't do what i do but together We've just, you know, we've built a wonderful life. Now, goodness, it is, we have a steep mountain to climb, very steep mountain to climb in in multiple areas. But I believe that that's a part of, uh, you know, the design of life. And just at at the time of this recording, you know, the whole world is is faced with uh, a steeper mountain. And so something that I was thinking about just before this rock was, you know, there's a one in 400 trillion chance that we're even born, that we're even alive. Let's just take a moment and process 
what that means. It's the same as flipping a penny and having it land on its side 30,000 times consecutively. Those are the odds that Rock Thomas beat to have this experience with Trey Roth. <laughs> Not to say that this is, you know, some spectacular <laughs> moment, but any moment, it is. Rock, any moment can become spectacular. Nothing less than a miracle based on the math not some kind of woo-woo, like try to feel good. No, the math says that there's nothing short of a miracle taking place in any seemingly mundane moment. You were born a winner. You won your first race. You were a sperm that swam faster than the rest and you made it. And you overcame incredible odds to have any experience. And so with that, then we just we can take that paradigm and that so, perspective into any moment. So let's talk about that because I, I believe that there's different levels of understanding, and one is a very um, you know cognitive. It's like yeah, okay, I'm really lucky, and then one day you get the coronavirus. You almost die, you get through it, and you have this new perception of joy and appreciation for life. Right? They say that people mm -hmm. that almost mm -hmm. die are fully alive. How does the yeah. person who is living this comfortable life, going through the nine to five, has a decent life, but is really comfortably numb almost, not really living on the edge, not daring life, not taking chances, not growing as much as they could, activate themselves to have a practice that you have, I mean, I've noticed a few times I ask you a question, you go, I appreciate you asking that. That's such a beautiful response to a question. I think I'm going to incorporate that. It's, it's, you have this appreciation for the being, the interaction, the, I'm sure the sun, the wind on your face. Help the Just listeners. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, help the listeners develop one or two thoughts or processes that they can develop the same sense of appreciation I feel from you. I appreciate you asking, which, by the way, I didn't say that was a, that was just habit. But that's a great, um, beautiful habit to have. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So just before this podcast, I was running across the street and oh my goodness, in Georgia, where I am right now, if, if it's, you know, if you don't like the weather, wait for tomorrow. Like, and if you do like the weather, man, soak it in. Um, yeah. Because it, it, you know, it can, it can, it's dynamic. It, it can change very quickly. I mean, yesterday was pouring rain and today is gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. So I went out and I was running and I didn't care what the neighbors thought of me with my body language or whatever, but I was, you know, putting my, you know, beating my chest, like, hold my arms out as I ran and feeling the wind. And it's like, man, it's those little things. Like you have elation available to you in any given moment. And something else that I agree with that Tony Robbins says is that um, the quality of your life is nothing more than the quality of your emotions. I believe there's some truth in that. The quality of your life is nothing more than the quality of your emotions. Now that's a very powerful statement and maybe some of it is not true, but I believe that there's truth in that. And if that's true, then you have the same uh, quality emotions and elation available to you given a more truthful perspective. 
which is that there is nothing short of a miracle of any seemingly mundane moment. You know, you feel what you focus on. So if you're focused on all the, you know, whatever, uh, you're going to feel it. And we all have problems and hopefully your problems are increasing in a way. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Uh, hopefully your problems, your responsibilities to create value for people and to solve problem, you know, to solve people's problems are so large because your capacity to solve them is so great that you're creating more value for more people. And you have this internal desire that your problems only get bigger. Your responsibilities only get bigger because you are creating more value for more people. So I say all that to say, <clears throat> you have an arsenal of tools to go to at any given moment to experience joy, fulfillment, elation, especially as you said earlier, Rock, those who experience the lowest of lows have the capacity and the opportunity and the ability to experience the highest of highs because the gap between the two is greater. Okay. If we always experience love, joy, and happiness and fulfillment all the time, we wouldn't know it because we wouldn't mm -hmm. have the alternatives to contrast it. That's yes. why life is dynamic. That's why the dynamics are beautiful, even in the lowest of lows, which feel terrible. Believe me, I know, I know. <laughs> We've got <laughs> our problems and I feel them just like anybody else. But that those problems are there to serve you. They are there for you to absorb and, and you know, for you to have your heart broken for the problems that you're experiencing yourself and, and shared problems that a community experiences. And for you to take what breaks your heart, I believe that our personal and professional answers to the question, what breaks your heart, is directly tied to our purpose for walking the earth, for our purpose for having beat the one in 400 trillion odds of being alive our answers to the question what breaks your heart personally and what breaks your heart professionally that's tied to our purpose so you've had a heartbreak moment which didn't feel good your heart was broken for you to create the i am movement podcast to be a part of the remedy you are operating in your purpose just having this conversation right here but it, it, it came from a moment of pain. So anyway, let me answer this I like question before I, before I get away from fully answering this question. <clears throat> you asked, how can one activate uh, this gratitude and take this arsenal of weapons against all of the feelings we do not want to experience? Here's yes. one tactical habit. Now, simplicity changes behavior more than motivation. Simplicity changes behavior more than motivation. This is incredibly simple. I've done it for several years now, even today. <clears throat> and it's just, it's just I mean, a, a, a habit for me. I, I don't have to think about doing this. I just do it. <clears throat> and this one habit, Rock, it takes a few seconds, less than a half minute. Uh, so it's easy. Uh, but it is the one habit that I attribute to an ever-growing ability to experience joy and fulfillment in my life. Here's the, the habit. Every morning when I wake up, right when I open my eyes and I realize that I'm awake, the very first thing I do, I don't let my feet hit the floor. I, I don't check an email. 
the very first thing in, I do in my day, and everything is a chain reaction, so everything flows from this one action. The very first thing I do, Rock, I'll wake up, I'll realize I'm awake, I'll put my hand on my chest, and I'll take one deep breath, and I'll feel the air fill my lungs, I'll bring my breath, that one breath, to my conscious awareness, and I will say a prayer of gratitude for it. I will express gratitude for it. I, I believe that there's a giver of that breath, so I, I, that's how I express gratitude, but based on you know, the listener's different viewpoints, I would just highly uh, recommend that you express gratitude for that breath, not breathing in general, that one breath and know that that breath is numbered. Know that you are not going to wake up and have that experience one day. Know that you're going to be, you know, in your last days uh, of your life, uh, you know, God willing, much, much later than this day. <clears throat> but that day is not today. And so when you bring that, because how often do we think about our breath that's giving us the very life experience that we have? It's not often. So sometimes, Rock, I'll step it up and I'll feel my pulse and I'll count one, two, three. I'll count the, the you know, my, my blood pumping through my veins and I'll bring to my conscious awareness that I have that. Therefore, I have life. Therefore, any experience I have after this, I have properly placed my problems. I have proper perspective. Now I'm equipped to go out and say, you know what, I'm at it again. I've got this life. I've got this mountain to climb. I've got other people that I respect who've climbed incredibly steep mountains. Those are their mountains. I'm glad that they've climbed them. I'm glad that they represent possibility for me. I'm glad that I have this mountain to climb. And yes, maybe in, sometimes that mountain is steeper, but it's my mountain. I've beat the odds of one in 400 trillion to have this mountain, this day, this opportunity. So I call it hyper-focused gratitude, hyper-focused gratitude. And everything flows throughout my day from that one act of hyper-focused gratitude. I love the fact that it's so simple and yet so profound. Listen, we're getting to the end of the broadcast and I want to talk about a little story you and I talked about before we got live on the call and that is one of your favorite movies and we talk a lot about the job of a coach or of a leader especially in these times is to provide people with uh, what I believe is a new perspective an opportunity yeah. to see life through a different lens than the programming and the impact they've had in their environment you grew up in the south I grew up in Canada uh, if we grew up in China, we'd probably be eating more rice uh, or in India than we are now. But we are who we are based on our exposure. And I think that an enlightened person looks for new ways to perceive the world. So tell us a little bit about why that movie had such an impact on you. Absolutely. I appreciate the question, Rock. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life really um, captures the power of perspective. And I love it because George Bailey is going through one of the worst times, maybe the worst time in his life. Everything is falling apart. His family, his finances, his community, 
everything's going wrong. So, you know, in the middle of the movie, he's suicidal. He's throwing himself off the bridge. But before he does, this old man throws himself off the bridge into this icy river and, and George goes and saves him. And then, uh, you know, the, the man asks him afterwards, he says, well, why were you about to throw yourself off the bridge? And George says, you know, everything's falling apart. I, I don't, I don't want to be alive. And then the old man says, okay, you're not alive. And George says, okay, what are you talking about? So then, of course, Clarence, uh, you know, spoiler alert, if you, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm, I'm sharing with you the movie, but uh, please go see it, whether you've seen it uh, or not. Um, go see it again with this and look for this because it's so beautiful. Clarence walks him through what life would look like had he not been born. So he, he sees uh, a friend of his as a drunk and he sees the tangible positive impact that he made on his, on his life, uh, you know, just in that one scene in the bar. He sees that his brother is not alive because as kids, George wasn't there to save his brother through the, through the ice when he fell through the ice. His, uh, you know, his kids aren't alive um, because he didn't, you know, marry his wife and, and his wife is living a fraction of the, the life that she could live had he been there. And uh, so he's experiencing what life would look like without him. And he sees uh, the tangible impact that he's made on his life. Now, then he goes back uh, to, to the world, to, to this life with everything falling apart. You know, everything is still falling apart, but you know, the, the angel Clarence has made it to where he, you know, it, it back, back to normal. Um, and previously, again, everything was falling apart. So even uh, at the end of the stairwell, the banister, the round wooden knob at the end of the stairs fell off, you know, and George was throwing it across the room, he, like in, in anger. And so he goes back and now, I mean, he is elated that he's, he gets to go back to the same world that's falling apart. His finances, his family, everything is still in shambles. However, he is, I mean, just full of pure joy and happiness to get back to the very same world and very same life. And he, he goes to the, you know, to the stairwell and he's running and then the, the banister, that round wooden knob falls off and then he kisses it, you know, and puts it back. And then he runs up the stairs and he, he hugs his family and he's just experiencing this incredible moment of elation. And then those who've seen the movie know the whole town shows up and, and pulls money together to solve his financial problem. And they're all singing around the Christmas tree. And then, you know, the bell rings and then the, you know, the famous line from his daughter that he's holding says, you know, teacher says every time a bell rings, you know, an angel gets his wings. Um, which is what Clarence, the old man, wanted. Um, so anyway, so what changed his perspective? His perspective. He went from suicidal to totally joyful and elated based on his perspective. Um, and so that's where I'm challenged by that story to identify where in my life, in, in my health, in my relationships, in my family, my business, where uh, do I need to recognize that I need to go from the, you know, uh, one George Bailey to the next? Where do I need to be the, you know, live the, the transformed George Bailey life? So where, listener, do you 
need to live the George Bailey transformed life and have a moment of reflection and say, you know what? I've beat the odds by one in 400 trillion to have any experience, to have, yes, this experience. And I will be stronger after this. I will be able to serve and create more value for more people as a result of this. Um, so yeah, so that's my message of hope. And uh, so go watch the movie. It's a good one. I love it. And I, I really appreciate you being able to set it up for us that way and to give us that context. I want to shift gears into a couple of rapid fire questions and we're going to wrap this up. What's the best way for people to get hold of you if they want to tap into your wisdom, they want to connect with some of the things you're working on? Uh, what's the best way? I appreciate you asking. Uh, at Trey Roth, T-R-E-Y-R-O-T-H on Instagram uh, is it's probably the best way to reach out. Um, you know, DM me, shoot me a note. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to connect in that way. Okay, fantastic. Uh, favorite book? Favorite book? Uh, a number of them come to mind, but I'll say I Think and Grow Rich was awesome. Um, that's my second, actually. My first, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Radically Transformed My Life. Yeah. I highly, if you have not read that book, go read that book. Yeah. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, I think I learned to smile from that book, too. So yes. it's, uh, it's a very profound book. Um, you get to have dinner with one person, dead or alive. Great question. Um, well, I would definitely say Jesus. But other than that, uh, Tony Robbins. I love Tony. I think he's fantastic. So yeah, that'd be fun. Super cool. Uh, do you have a favorite quote? Good, better, best. Never let it rest until my good is better and my better is best. It's all about going from good to better to best and appreciating and honoring the, the ride, you know, the journey mm -hmm. is the reward. You know, I, yeah. I've experienced transformation. I've experienced growth in a number of areas of, of my life. And, you know, I definitely have the gift of the gap between where I am and where I want to be. And I'm not going to wait until I accomplish these big, hairy, audacious goals to be happy and to be joyful and to be fulfilled right. and to be enjoying every moment of every day. Uh, so I just have this wherewithal that, hey, the, the size of the problems I have, the responsibilities that I have, uh, I, I hope they're huge. I hope they're daunting because it's taking me, it's forcing me, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, the pain pushes until the vision pulls, uh, you know, fear is a friend misunderstood. If it's in front of you, it's pushing you back. If it's behind you, it's pushing you forward. Um, so put it behind you and have it push you forward. Uh, so yeah, going from good to better and better to best, my best, our best, that, that's a fun ride. So yeah, that's what I would say. Oh, I think we could talk for hours. I'm going to have to have you come back on the show. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much, Trey. I really appreciate your candor, your wisdom. And I want to remind all the listeners that, you know, you can connect with Trey, follow him. He's obviously a fountain of beautiful, gorgeous aliveness. And um, we really appreciate you coming by the I Am podcast. Thank you, Rock. It's my pleasure. Cool. Let me remind everybody that all of these um, contact information will be in the show notes. And at the same time that the words that follow, I am follow you. So describe yourself with intention. Describe yourself because words create your world. Trey, how do you describe yourself as a father? As a father? Oh my goodness. I'm uh, incredibly blessed beyond comprehension. 
uh, yeah, indescribably blessed. Oh my goodness, Emmy Maddox Jet in Denver, nine seven five and two. These little souls. If I only knew in third grade that these people would be in our lives, <laughs> I only knew what hung in the balance from transforming, from literally working my butt off. Where do you need to, listener, where do you need to transform? Where do you need to conjure all the hope you can pull together and transform yourself such that the rest of your life changes? You don't know what hangs in the balance of your hope, your faith, your determination, your perseverance, and then literally working your butt off going out in the middle of the night from 12 uh, midnight to 2 a.m. where nobody can see you, where is that in your life? In what area? Go for it. Pull all the hope that you can together. You don't know what lives are at stake. That's why, I mean, you know, I've got, <clears throat> I know that our listeners can't see this, but I'm going to turn my computer a little bit and I'm going to show you, Rock. These are my four little souls. Emmy uh, Maddox Jet in Denver. And if I knew about them. Whew. Uh, wow. I'm just so, so grateful to be entrusted with these wonderful people. And that's a wrap on the I Am Movement podcast. We'll see all of you next week and the next edition. And thanks again, Trey. Appreciate you. God bless. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.